This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Test, 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 test. Test, test. Welcome back to another episode of Valerie's Variety Podcast. And this week we are reviewing a recent experience we had with Vets to Go. Lately, we've been struggling with our furry friend in the house. Our 17-year-old cat, Tig, is going through some life changes. I had Googled aging signs in cats, and I've definitely seen her show some of these, like moving more slowly, eating less hard food. Even though I've introduced some wet food, sleeping a bit more than usual. Also, not hearing and seeing as well. She's always been very affectionate, purring, likes to sit on my lap. She's my cat, that's for sure. Google noted a few things like eating less, showing signs of weight loss, and honestly, she has started to feel a bit more bonier lately. My husband had suggested that maybe it's time for a vet visit. It has been a few years since I took her to the vet. Well, maybe five years. So yes, indeed, it is time. Some of the signs that we were up against are howling in the night, like listen to this. didn't repeat any of these howls. That was all of her. One howl after another. And she does this day and night. And in the middle of the night, when we're all trying to sleep, we hear this howling sound. She's missing her litter box, peeing on the carpet sometimes, and vomiting a bit more than usual. Have you struggled with your cat and some of these issues? What have you done and how has that worked? Can you please let me know? (coughs) On our daily commute, we drive by a Vets to Go business, so I thought I'd give them a try. When I decided to do this, we were actually driving out to the mountains while having the discussion about going to a vet, and I thought about this option might be less stressful for me and the cat. I went onto their website and filled in the forms, scheduled a visit right from my car. How easy was this? I also read a few reviews on this company, and you know mostly it's about home euthanasia. Putting your pet to sleep in the comfort of their home, but they do all sorts of vet service, and it's mobile. Great concept, hey? This most welcoming vet showed up at my home on time and with such a great attitude. Really put me at ease and no white coat syndrome, off the start anyways. She proceeded to talk me through the process and how this works at home. She asked me for some background details. Take a listen. Hi. Hi. I don't know if my doorbell works. 
Oh, I didn't. I wasn't sure either. I was just glad you came. I was like, I was gonna give it a give it a knock. Well, I'm glad Did we have to reschedule here for a bit? Yeah, you Sorry. Did. Oh, no, that's okay. I'm like, oh, no, because I was actually out in um, Bath that weekend, too, and everybody's skiing up the Great Snow. Yeah, know? it was great snow, except... <laughs> yeah. Great snow comes lots of people, and apparently lots of injuries that day, too. So. Oh, there was? Yeah, some oh, guy wow. got helicoptered out from Sunshine. Oh. So I was very lucky. You were very lucky, yeah. yeah. All right, so what I thought we'd do is we've never met Tig before, right. so we'll take a couple minutes, we'll just chat first, sure. and then um, we'll go from there. Yeah, we can go get her and examine her from there. Okay. She was setting up her computer and all kinds of stuff she brought in from the car, so as she was getting situated, I was kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder what this is going to be about. Do you want a tea or anything? Or I'm fine, thank you very much. Have it or tea or coffee. Here she is. Alright, so I have one here that she's about 17 and a half, is that right? Yeah, correct. Cool, and have you had her since she was a kitten? Yes. Okay, and has she had any previous medical problems that I need to know about? She had an upper respiratory infection about 10 years ago. Okay, when you, like, when she was... In a kennel. In a kennel, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And that's about it? And... That's all. Good. I think of. Great. She's been to the vet a few times, but she's okay. like a relatively healthy cat. Okay. She's missing a few teeth with age and... No issues. All right, so tell me what's going on. So she, um, no worries. Um, just recently, like probably in the last six months or so, has developed this really low throaty meow. Her meow has changed, yeah, or okay, totally changed. She can still do her normal one, but okay. it's almost like a lonely, super throaty, yeah. okay. and it's like all through the night now. Okay, that's a problem. And okay. it's constantly, I feel like I have a newborn again. Okay, like so it's constantly. keeping you up. It's, yeah, it's keeping yeah. us up at okay. night. And um, has she lost any weight? I thought it's no. no, no weight So loss. she seemed to look thinner and stuff. And she's never really like changed her eating. She's always okay. been a good eater, grazer, not okay. really like set meals. But when I know like her teeth have really deteriorated, okay. no pain or anything. She still eats her hard food. Okay. But I did introduce wet food, which I know makes them a little more howly for food, especially her. <laughs> but it's a comp. So overall, her appetite is normal, normal. increased or decreased? No, normal. Totally normal. So no weight loss, no change in appetite. Any change in her drinking or urination that you've been aware of? No, but she has does have more accidents. Okay, like accidents like outside the litter box. Okay. Is it right outside the litter box? Or sometimes. Is it sometimes around the house. Around the house. Okay, that's not cool. <laughs> How often does that happen? 
Um, she. Mm, urine only or poop? Both. Okay. So there was something in this place when we bought it. Okay, like that an animal smell. I don't know what it, it was new. Okay. So we moved oh, okay. New. Okay. But when we moved in, there was some sort of a scent in the cement downstairs. Okay. And so she peed down there. Okay. And then we broke her of the habit. Well, over time, but she still pees it around the house okay. sometimes. She has two litter boxes, one upstairs, one downstairs. Okay. Is she doing the cat? Hmm? Only cat? Only, yeah. Always been the only cat. Okay. No vomiting, no diarrhea? Sometimes vomiting, okay. no diarrhea. Is the vomiting being standard for her? Is that a new thing? No, it's... Every, like, throughout her life, like, every once in a while, but now it seems a little, like, not weekly for sure. Okay. But once a month, maybe. Okay. So, And how's she, like, feeling? She's super affectionate. Okay. She's a very friendly So she's cat. acting very normal? Very normal. No change in her routines at all? Not really. Except for the yowling? Yeah, except the yowling. Okay. All right. And how's she's she getting kind around? of a cold cat. So she likes to sleep on like the registers and we have a heated floor upstairs so she likes to sleep on that. What about her mobility? Is she getting around okay? Jumping a little slower, probably. but jumping, yeah. She's still jumping. All right. Okay. So it's really the yowling and the accidents more than anything. Yeah. She's a female. She's spayed. She's been spayed her entire life. Okay. And what do you feed her right now? So she's on science diet for wet cat food or dry. Okay. And what she's been, same thing for her whole life on science diet. And then while I give her fancy feast. Perfect. All right. And she's indoors, right? She's in and out. Okay. Like if she goes outside, she'll just kind of hang out in, in the yard. yard. Okay. She doesn't venture far. Okay, perfect. And no medications or supplements. No, need to nothing. Know perfect. Okay. What we'll do then is um, I'm going to set up my scale. We'll get a weight on her, and then mm -hmm. we'll examine her, and then we'll make a plan from there. Um, if it's okay with you, I would be yeah, happy you to do it here. Yeah. You can grab a, maybe a, a decent-sized towel just to put on top of it, but oh, this sure. is a perfect height for me, so if that's yeah. comfortable. Yeah, totally fine. As she's getting her scale and everything set up, I go and grab a black towel to lay on the counter, and then I go to search for Tig. Got crystallization in his yeah, so he had to have a few things happening in there. But he still lived long. He was a super like happy cat. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. We can towel. Okay. I couldn't find the cat. I don't know where she was hiding. Does she like treats? Sometimes shaking a treat bag works. Oh, that's the worst. Tig! 
embarrassing I couldn't find the cat through the house. I was looking everywhere. Shaking the treat dish did not work at all either. After an exhausted search for over like five or ten minutes, I finally find her. Hiding under London's bed, all warm and sleeping, not a care in the world. Everything okay? Okay. <laughs> Do you need me to come? Okay. You're a smart girl. Aren't you so pretty in the morning? She's like, oh my gosh. Oh, good. Okay. Lots of good. She's snoring away, though. What's going on here? Look, I'm Mouse. How are you? Okay, there's Pop up here. Hi, cuteness. Oh, you are so sweet. Oh my goodness, hi. Yeah. I'm just even shaking your treats, take off. <laughs> Have you noticed a change in her hearing? Mmm, a little bit, probably. Sometimes that can contribute a little bit to the howling. Her eyes are a bit smoky too now. Yeah. So that's definitely something to consider is the change in their senses. Um, but we want to make sure it's not something else too. What's that I was reading about that. Like they can get a bit of like dementia, dementia almost. yeah. Because she'll kind of sit beside me and howl and howl. And yeah. like, take I'm right here. I'm right here, y'all. I know. Take that's Nikki. Yeah. She's like, I don't know, care who it is. She's doing weird things to me. This is weird, right? We were telling her, she's going to squish you all over. Yeah, I'm going to squish you all over for sure. Oh, she's not hissing. No, she's doing just fine. It's okay, she's a little nervous. As she pokes and prods, take takes just sitting on the counter, kind of looking around. Asking truly to be rescued by me. But I give her a few treats here and there and I keep her settled. Oh, sorry. Sneezies. A little cough there. Does she do that very often? No. Just because I'm squishing on her neck. If you just want to come and put a hand on her, I'm just going to let go so I can listen to her. There's a good girl. I feel back here. Doesn't she just sound so kind and sensitive towards Tig and me as the owner? She's truly in her right element and her right job. That would be worse. That's a car ride and everything. Oh, 
Normal poops, as far as you can tell. Yeah, oh yeah. Not dry and hard. Okay, between the scales. So putting together the scales was like this grocery style of bin, you know, like from Safeway. Her sided bin that collapses with handles. It's attached to a scale, so when she lifts it up, the scale weighs down. Tig gets in here, and we work as a team. But then, she jumps out. Like any female, she didn't want to see what the weigh-in results were. Tooth resorption um, is one of the most common oral abnormalities seen in cats. It's referred to as feline oral resorptive lesions. I guess if she was a human, it would be like a recessed gum. And it can be painful, but cats, um, they can handle the pain more than dogs, I guess. It can affect cats with drooling and bleeding from the mouth or difficulty eating, but I haven't noticed any of that from Tig. She's probably a little bit sore, but it's definitely not a quality of life issue, and it's probably not related to the yowling. A lot of people ask me if it's because of pain, um, and usually they don't yowl constantly like that with pain. I don't um, think she's in any pain. Yeah. So, still, oh, did she get you? Oh, just a little bit. It's fine. Um, uh, when I feel her tummy, um, her bowels feel a little bit ropey, a little bit thickened, but it's not a really specific finding. doesn't necessarily mean anything. Her heart sound good, um, sounds good. She's a little tiny bit dehydrated, okay. not too, too bad. And she is pretty bony. Yeah, so there's she's these, bony. Yeah, so these cats, like, I can see that she's a tiny cat and mm-hmm. probably always has been. Always, yeah. um, But when I look at her, I can see this kind of really real prominence in her spine. And that usually goes along with some muscle wasting as they get older. And that can be either from um, a combination of things, but one of them can be with their, as they get older and they get some arthritis and things like that, they're not moving around as much and they lose muscle that way. But more commonly, um, there's something going on in the body where they're eating fine and they're feeling fine, but the body's basically the metabolism's off, so right. they're breaking down muscle. So I read that too, so wonder. when they go, when they get a little older, yeah, their eating's fine, but they just don't hold the calories well, or And there's usually the a reason for that. Oh, okay. So yes, it happens in old age, but I always say, you know, same with us, right? Old age isn't disease. Um, why is it happening? Right. So um, one of the ones I'm, one of the things I'm wondering about her, so with the big, the big concern being the, um, the yowling, the big reasons for that to happen in older cats are, um, dementia, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately there's not a lot we can do to help, but there's some things we could try if it's getting to the point of torturing you. Yeah. Feline senile dementia, also known as cognitive dysfunction system, may occur as a cat ages and is directly related to the aging of their brain. Start to decline around 11 years of age, and senile dementia typically occurs after a cat reaches 15. Well, it takes 17 and a bit, so 
this is a typical path of life, I guess, for her. Um, also changes in their senses. So right. decreased hearing, which I know she probably has. There's no way I can test it, but it's almost guaranteed at this age. Well, and I know. Vision. I think so too, because if we kind of come on her, she'll she get starts. She's a little bit starts. Yeah. So that stuff can really contribute it because it's like a person who can, mm. when you're, you have your, your phones on, right? When yeah. you talk, you talk a lot louder because yeah. you can't hear yourself speak. So it could be that, but there's also mm, um, a few other things like hyperthyroidism mm-hmm. is a big one in older cats. So that's an overactive thyroid. So right. signs of that would be that they eat normally, if not more than normal and they lose weight and the vocalizing can be part of that. Yeah. Um, those are the big ones. Um, so what she's I, never really eaten a ton. No, she's just been a, she's just she's always normal. been tiny. She's yeah. shedding a lot though. Right That's now. Stress. That's just, stress. as she's talking to me, she's petting Tig on the counter and Tig is like shedding handfuls, handfuls of fur everywhere. Um, so what I normally recommend in a, in a kitty like her is we want to rule out some of the treatable medical causes. Okay. So I probably recommend doing some blood work to start. And what we're looking at is the things that could cause this weight loss and specifically at the thyroid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at the kidneys, we look at the liver, we look at the thyroid, um, all those sorts of things um, that can change as they get older. Yeah. Wait for those results to come back. If they're completely normal, then we need to decide. Um, I mean, there are some things that don't uh, show up a little So cancer is a big one. Cancer? I wasn't expecting to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yowling isn't specifically a sign of cancer. It's yeah. just more of this boniness that I'm worried about. But, but if she had something that was painful, wouldn't she be reactive? Depends. Because um, she's pretty hands-on. Like yeah. If you're sitting, she's yeah. on you. No, she cats are, so the best part about cats is, um, and cancer is not necessarily painful. Yeah. It just makes you, you know, depends where it is. So um, none of the other things are painful. They just right. kind of change your how you feel over time. So yes and no. So when you say that her teeth aren't painful, she's not showing you that they're painful. But I guarantee you if that was happening in my mouth, it would probably hurt. So the best part about cats and the worst part is that they're really, really good at hiding signs of disease. So that's why it's much better to kind of rule it out. Yeah. And like catch it early before they get actually sick. Yeah. Um, rather than waiting until they get sick. Because once they actually show you signs of illness or pain, things are usually far, far along. Yeah, right. it's kind of too bad, actually. They're pretty amazing creatures. Apparently, pain tolerance in cats is very high. And it's out of an evolutionary necessity. The best way to recognize feline pain is to know your cat's routines, behavior, and personality. Often, cats show their pain through changes in behavior, personality, and routine which we haven't seen any changes in anything. Besides her howling and missing the litter box. They're pretty tough. Um, so that would be my best recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I also look at her, I look at the way she's walking. She's definitely a little bit sore and stiff little, in the back. A little, yeah. bit, um, a little bit arthritic. Slow, slower. Yeah. I guess we'd be, be a bit slow and arthritic too if... 17 years and cat years equals 84 human years. Yeah, we'd probably be walking a little slow and have a little bit of arthritis in our back ends too. So, I mean, there's definitely things we could do to help with that as well, but I think it's a matter of ruling out anything bigger. And then if we can do that, then kind of combating the little things. So seeing if I can do something to help with, you know, her arthritis to improve her quality of life and seeing what I can do to help you at night, Mm -hmm. which... 
is not easy. I'll be honest with you. Um, But there are some things I've tried that have really, really helped. Um, So yeah, we could definitely talk about that. And then um, with her going outside the litter box, ideally what I'd like to do along with the blood work is collect a urine sample, but she's completely empty right now. She hasn't got any pee. So we'll wait for the blood work to come back. We can talk about getting a urine sample later. You can actually even collect it for me at home because... She's the only cat, so we can talk about that. Um, But I'd also like to look at your litter box situation to see if I can help you out with that. Um, Because a lot of these guys, especially if they're going just outside the litter box, a lot of it's related to um, being a little bit older and having a little bit more difficulty posturing and like that with pain. I think my litter boxes are clean right now. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more um, just size and shape and positions and stuff like that. So that's probably what I'd recommend with her. I mean, honestly, for her age, she's looking pretty good, but there's something going on here, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a matter of whether we can catch it before. It's howling common when they get older? Yeah, so again, it absolutely. Um, it's just a matter of, is it dementia? Mm-hmm. Is it related to kind of the hearing and the seeing, or yeah. is it thyroid, or is it something right. else? Um, almost the best case scenario mm-hmm. is hyperthyroidism. Because of all the diseases that old cats can get, it's the one that I can really manage. And we can treat it, and they can have a good quality of life. Um, Hyperthyroidism in cats shows by excessive thirst, increased urination, hyperactivity, unkept appearance, panting, diarrhea, increased shedding. Vomiting is seen in 50%. Well, Tig has none of these signs at all. Once in a while, she vomits. Other than that, everything is as usual. So you do think she's feeling a bit thin? Yeah, she's definitely, and it's not thin, it's bony. It's it's definitely different. Like I can see that she's always been a small cat, but she's lost, she's definitely lost a significant amount of muscle. I should be able to feel like the very tips of her vertebrae here, Mm -hmm. not the bumps oh, not between them. them. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it's a very gradual change that happens in older cats. So it was actually a little more bony here In the before, hips, too. But now she's, it's better than it Good, was. good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what I recommend. So it's up to you. If you want to do blood work today, we can absolutely do that. Um, and then we can wait for that to come back before I make a plan. If you don't, the only thing that I can think of doing would be to trial some things like... Um, and again, it's not necessarily going to help, but try some things like maybe a CBD oil at night just to mm-hmm. help kind of calm her down. I was thinking like a melatonin or something. Yeah, melatonin is an, it can help, but it's not great. It doesn't work really, really well on these guys. Okay. But um, something to kind of more relax her and also um, possibly something like Catnip. a gabapentin. Gap, gatnip usually does the other. It usually winds them off. Yeah, oh, makes them a little bit stony, like, but kind of, yeah, like that, but kind of, often more vocal. So I definitely wouldn't do that. Um, but a little what bit about of kenneling at night, Yeah, like in what kind of space? Well, we could put her in our spare bathroom downstairs. Yeah. I have, so I have no issues with that. Yeah. Um, as long as it's, yeah, when you say kenneling, I'm not wanting to hurt you in a little box, but if you have to lock her up, mm-hmm. um, if you have to lock her up for your peace of mind, peace of mind, and for your sanity, yeah, like there is a little bit of a balance here, right? Because I know people have actually euthanized their pets because they held at night. And, oh, yeah, we're not at that. But point. but do you know what I'm saying? So I mean, if she's as long as she's not in distress, if that's what you need to do to mm-hmm. sleep, then I'm okay with that. As long as she has her essentials, she has her water, she has her food, she has her litter box. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. And as long as she's not, you know. 
tortured by it. Right. Um, but then, you know, when we watch her like kind of move around, there's also a medication called gabapentin on a lot of these arthritic cats, and it also helps them sleep at night. So that could be a good... Gabapentin is used in both dogs and cats to treat chronic pain. It's been shown to effectively reduce neuropathic pain balance as well to try and see if we can help with her mobility and her um and the yowling at the same time but again i would ideally want to rule out other stuff first yeah i think i'm okay with blood work okay i don't think i think, we should, I think it's worthwhile she hasn't and if had we, any done for a while okay sure well let's do that today okay if we're going to do blood work, I won't start you on anything else until we get the results back and we can make it. Yeah, a and time. I don't know if I'm for any medication at okay, all. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's fine. She's 17, like... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think my big thing not, is quality you know, of life. Yeah. So um, what I just hate to miss is things like, you know, if they're uncomfortable or if there's a disease that's caused. So, right. so we can definitely... So I will put some information on the gabapentin on there. Not yeah. that we're going to start it. And I also put a link to link to the um, the CBD oil. It's a pet okay, one. Okay, cool. It's like, it's basically yeah. just the anti, like it's without the THC. Yeah. Um, I, fully, I fully know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of my clients are have been using it for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. So they're very much on board For their pets it. or for their themselves. persons. Yeah. Yes. Because we, we can't really use it in, like it's not prescription. It's not really regulated. And there's yeah. really no research on it. So, you know, I guess the answer is when that is, I feel like we don't really know, but anecdotally, it mm-hmm. seems to really help some of these guys and it's really safe. Is so, it expensive? Uh, the one that we carry is, it's not expensive for what, um, for how much you get. Right. Yeah. No, it's like, I think it's maybe $30 for like the little thingy, but yeah, that would last a couple you of drops or whatever. Yeah. Right. It lasts right. you a long, long time. So no, it's not overly expensive. Okay. Um, and we've found a company that we feel is good yeah but again there's not a lot of regulation right. on this stuff and um but again, anecdotally i even used it for my old girl when she was in kidney failure just to kind of um, perk up her appetite mm. and and i felt like it helped a little bit i don't know Perfect. how much of that's placebo but i feel like it's not going to hurt as a follow-up on this cbd option we started using this shortly after the vet visit but we have not noticed any change in howling Maybe it's making Tig more comfortable and not so arthritic, but we were sure hoping it would help with the howling. Yeah, so, and like for her, like, she's always been my cat. Yeah. And she's super affectionate. So if I was to notice. Yes, so what you really want to watch for are the changes in routines. Can you hear my voice start to quiver? Yep, I'm that pet owner. Nervous for the bad news. Don't worry, she's doing pretty good. Don't worry at all. Um, it's the changes in routines that you need to see. So again, when I say that um, most cats will will hide things, once they start to do sort of weird things, so if she always comes up, like, you know, comes up for an afternoon snuggle and then you're kind of seeing she's not doing that anymore, or if she always um, has a certain place she sleeps and then now she's going and hiding in the closet or something like that, right. those are always things that I want to know about because they're very subtle, yeah. but that's what cats do when they're not feeling 100%. So the fact that she's doing all her normal things is a really, really good sign. Yeah. And whatever's going on, we've got some, we've got options. So don't worry. Okay. I promise you. If I thought she looked bad, that's okay. You're totally fine. I'm kind of used to it. It's an emotional job. All right. I'm going to get some stuff ready. Oh, you stay here. And when we're done, I need to ask you. So now she's setting up to take blood out of Tig's arm. And needs my help. So now I'm a vet assistant today. 
But I didn't mind. It was nice to be part of the process and know that Tig was in good hands with this wonderful veterinarian. And so I put all the thoughts, everything we wanted, and then she came and spent a day. What a nice person. So we proceed to set up and take blood from Tig, who, by the way, became very feisty. But in the end, it all worked out. And true to what the vet said, Tig did stay around afterwards and hang out with us. Strange she didn't bolt upstairs to hide. She stayed and was part of the remainder time. That's all for my recording with the vet. I did bleep out her name to save her privacy, as I didn't ask her permission for this recording. However, I think if this is any indication of the kind of person she is, it bodes well to the type of people vets to go hires. I had a wonderful experience with this service and do recommend it to anyone that requires a vet service. The cost was $450 for the visit, the exam, blood collection, and the diagnosis. That's likely what I would have spent in an actual veterinarian office, but without dragging Tig through the stress. A few weeks later, I received the health report card back on Tig's blood results. There's a few abnormal conditions. One was mouth and teeth. Missing several teeth, currently active, resorption, lesions, grade 2 to 3 dental. The other one was abdominal palpitations, mild ropey feeling, intestines, cranial, small kidneys, no palpable masses, pain, abnormalities, mild muscle wasting, caudal spine and hind limbs. So the vet responded and said, I hope Tig has forgiven us after the blood collection and has returned to her normal routines. Got her blood results back. Her thyroid hormone level has come back very normal. So this is not an explanation for the yowling. We are still looking more likely at sensory deficits or senile changes. I would still consider the apothecary hemp oil, that CBD oil, as mentioned in her write-up, as a good place to start. As well, try leaving some lights on for her at night and try leaving her some food during the night to munch on. If these things aren't helping, we can discuss the gabapentin I mentioned. There is also the possibility of high blood pressure causing the meowing, which we may want to explore more closely. High blood pressure? The only real change in her blood work is an increase in one of her kidney values called their urea. On its own, it can't diagnose kidney disease, but I'm suspicious of kidney issues given her age and physical exam finding. In order to confirm this, we'll need a urine sample. Kidney disease is very common in older cats and unfortunately not something we can cure, but if we catch it early enough, we can definitely do some things to help slow it down. The remainder of her blood results are looking pretty unremarkable. Please let me know if you have any questions or concerns and how you'd like to move forward. Kind regards. Thanks for listening to the show today and being part of my vet visit. It was a stressful time for both pet owner me and my pet Tig. However, doing this in my home with the most amazing vet made this a great experience under the circumstances. Unfortunately, the yowling hasn't stopped even with the introduction of the CBD oil. I have started to feed her later in the evening before I head to bed. And she's put on a few more pounds, or partial pounds anyways, as a cat can. 
The litter situation is interesting, though. Since we met with the vet, she suggested to open up the dome litter box so take can posture better in there. Based on her age, this might be a little more difficult. We did this. And then Tig never used her litter upstairs again, not once. Then she started peeing more downstairs. Ugh, it's just been a nightmare. It's truly a trying time going through different options to figure this out. So we picked up a new litter bin and litter at the pet store recently with their help on suggestions. I moved the litter into a new place in the house and she's been using it. Finally, not going downstairs at all. Just using this one litter box and no accidents for the last several weeks. Her yowling, however, in the middle of the night, starting around 4 a.m., has not stopped yet. The background voice notes were recorded by me, Valerie Moss. The garage band loops I chose today are Cats Meow 01, 02, 03, 04, and 05. And the music I chose was Electro Beat Accent 01. The show is written and produced by me, Valerie Moss. See you next Tuesday. Visit ValerieMoss.ca for more information.